The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. There's actual fucking football, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. <laughs> it's not quite the same, but it's back. Yeah, it's not better than ever, but it's back. <laughs> uh, I uh, we have I, I have absolutely zero notes for this because I literally got done at work about ten minutes ago. Uh, but Leeds actually have a game this weekend, and I almost don't know what to do about it because it. Yes, football's back. And that feels great and it will make us feel better because it gives us something to watch. It's a distraction from the world, everything. It also gives us a real chance of fucking it up. Yeah, I've spent the last three months being quite blasé about, yeah, we're the best, you know, we're the best team in the division. There's a reason we're there. And now football's back. I've, I've gone back into panic mode. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to lead this. Yeah, so episode 70, uh, I'm Jack, joined by KC, as always, and uh, I just knew that Leeds United were back when I finished work, opened up Twitter and saw that Pablo Hernandez is out of the game on Sunday. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, well, that's ruined everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a weird one. Did you watch any of the, Did you watch either of the games last night? I watched the first half of the Villa Chef United game, and then I listened to the second half and listened to uh, the Man City Arsenal game. Alright, uh, the I mean, the, neither game was particularly great. I thought the Chef United Villa game was really poor, but uh, at least it was kept interesting by him forgetting to turn on the goal line system. Yes, what an investigation that was into Hawkeye, where the the best we got was, uh, we apologise, we messed up. Yeah, our bad. <laughs> Again, good. Football's been away for three months. It comes back first in. Yes, we fucking hate technology in this game. Look what it's... I mean, Chris Wilder did have the best comment about it afterwards, just going, the lads caught it when he halfway up the halt end. Mm. Yeah, it was... A ridiculous way to start, but hopefully that means that we shouldn't have anything like this. God. Uh, it's kind of obvious because we've got nothing to go back and talk about. And there's no point talking about the form of the teams going into the Cardiff game. Because it's completely irrelevant at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, we, we were in good form, but, you know... You know, they talk it's about that game. long ago. <laughs> you know, when there's instances in sport when they say form goes out the window. Form really goes out the window when your last game was three months ago. Yeah. Uh, but, um, as I say, there isn't really much else to get into. You know, we've talked about whether they should start up the season or not before. We've talked, you know, all of that stuff has been covered. It's back. So basically, we have got Cardiff on Sunday. Yeah, I'd have no idea. I don't know where I stand now with football. I've forgotten everything. I know yeah. the Leeds players. <laughs> That's about it. Is Tony Capaldi yeah. still there? Well, um, obviously, 
with us, as I won't think, I don't think we'll actually change that much. Like obviously Hernandez is out, so it'll be what, Meslier, Ailing, White, Cooper, Dallas, Phillips holding mid, Click in middle, Costa right, Harrison left, Roberts will probably come in for Hernandez and Bamford. Yeah, that that would make the most sense. And to be honest, it's uh, it's probably not the circumstance in which you want it to happen. But I, I'm very happy to see Tyler Roberts start a game. Yeah, I mean he's a good player, Roberts. And if he's fit, if he can stay fit, it'll be it'll be really useful to us. Yeah, I, I mean I'm just looking now at the the Cardiff squad. It's fine. It's all Bambas there. Yeah. That's about it. Has Sol really Bamba got, got back to fitness though yet after his knee exploded? Oh, not a clue. I'm literally looking on Google at their squad. That's all I'm doing here. The levels of research I'm willing to put in are, are fairly minimal. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Alex Smith is in goal. He's a decent enough keeper, but he's been known to have a few fuck-ups against us. Yeah. Uh, hopefully another one. Yeah, um... What I'm assuming that uh, you will just be... Have you managed to actually make time to just be sorted so that you don't have anything else to do while the game's on? What do you mean, make time? I've not had a job for three months. <laughs> Sorry, I'm confusing <laughs> you with me. Oh, yeah, I'll make time in my busy schedule of going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm going to have to watch... Not be allowed to- I might not be allowed into the US for another two months. I'm sitting at home on the very edge of my mental fragility. But the one thing I do have is time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a bit because I'm, I'm probably. I mean, I'm going to watch this game, but I don't know if I'm how much I'm going to be able to watch it. It depends how busy work is because I am going to be working while this is on. I've got um, I've got I think four of the next five Leeds games after this. I've managed to get booked off work. But, yeah. Uh, I would have been okay for this until they moved the game to the Sunday, and then I just was knackered. So even during lockdown, they've managed to fuck me over with TV. Ah, uh, it's yeah, death taxes and Sky moving uh, Sky moving Leeds games. Mm. The, the inevitable things in life. Yeah. So they played smoothies in goal last time out, but their other keeper's near leverage, so you would think he'll be back. Because yeah. he's a he's a better goalkeeper. Uh they've got um they've got big Sean Morrison at the back, who will be a threat at set pieces. And C- Curtis Nelson's okay. Uh Joe Bennett at left back's alright. Um, oh, Notice they have Aidan Flint as well. Yeah, and Aidan Flint as well, who I'm assuming will play against us. Probably score uh, from a corner. Yeah, again, for the same reason, he's a good target to have. Uh, like So defensively, they've got some decent enough players. Uh, midfield, like um, Leandro Bakun is okay. Will Vokes, I think he's all right. Joe Rawls is all right as well. Uh, Josh Murphy out wide is fairly decent. Uh, Marlon Pack's okay. Uh, Winger-wise, we've got a bit of pace because we've got uh, Junior Hoyler and Albert Adoma. Yeah. As well as the, as well as Josh Murphy, so that's not bad. Uh, 
I was going to say, because I mean, last uh, last season when we played Villa, Albert Adoma, anytime he was on the ball, stood out an absolute mark. I think, was it Albert Adoma when every time he had the ball, you were just like, why is he here? Well, Adoma, he's very quick. He was always a worry, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd just say up, up front, they've got that Callum Patterson and they've got Robert Glatzlamp then. She was the one who scored the equaliser to make it 3 3 at Ellen Road. Uh, their squad, I mean, their squad looks all right and they are ninth, which sounds about right. But what I would say is, from even though they drew that game with us 3 all, I'm surprised they're as high as ninth with the structure that they had and stuff when they played against us. Yeah, and I mean, that was because uh, that was one of the games I was I was back for as well, and that was the complete capitulation, wasn't it, on our part? Yeah, I mean, we were three 0 up and absolutely cruising, and then just we can uh, we conceded a really soft goal. Uh, Kiko came out and got no, and just slapped at a ball, and it fell to Lee Tomlin, who scored a really good chip. Lee Tomlin as well; he's a good. He he might not be that quick and stuff any uh, at all. But he is really good on the ball, really technically good. Yeah. Uh, as soon as that goal went in, they just they went into the Leeds United of old. They just keep pa- they just started panicking, and then we brought on Apple Halmer to show it up. No, not Apple Halmer. That's because I just read Apple Halmer because I had <laughs> the last game. Their last game was against Barnsley, and I read his name as I was talking. I meant Pascal Stroik. Yeah. <laughs> and Stroik started bulldozing into his own players and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Um, but, I mean, that that's... Because that's the game that essentially triggered the, the poor run we went on after yeah. that. Um, which we didn't really kick that until the, uh, until the Brentford game. Yeah, it was weird that it was a draw that um, pulled us back. Yeah. Because we were, I mean, we really, we did not play well again until that, did we? No, and to be honest, even with that game, if you remember back now, there's the the Kiko mistake that um, that leads to their goal. And I think we all just sat there thinking, this is it. it it's all over now. This is, this is about as, as bad as it gets. And yeah, then, I'm, just, I'm just looking at it now. The 3-3 against Cardiff where we were good for 45 minutes and then just fell apart. Then we got beat 2-1. We got beat 2-1 at Fulham, where we didn't play particularly well. Although we were the, a bit there unlucky. Was the there was the penalty that should never have been. Yeah, we were a bit unlucky with that. We drew 1-1 at Preston, where, uh, 1-1 at home to Preston, which we that was Stuart Dallas in the like, last minute, wasn't it? Yeah. With a deflection. Beat one, the 5-4 win at Birmingham, where we weren't very good. <laughs> Uh, one one at West Brom, we were we were actually we had the better of that. Yeah. FA Cup game against Arsenal, where we played okay. Got beat two 0 at home by Chef Wednesday, which was another key co. I can't believe you just got over Robbie Gotts's single appearance that quickly. Yeah, poor Robbie got injured immediately, didn't he? I've never seen him <laughs> since. I still blame you for getting him on the back of that shirt. Yeah, I, I, I you know what? I, I'll put some money in his wages. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's the getting beat 1-0 at QPR, which was a handball. Oh God, I was working during that game as well. That, uh, that was the worst one because I, I was working at Rotherham that day. And it was obviously on the big screens because it was the Sky game. And uh, yeah, just 
between kind of texting you from the kitchen I was I was based out of and then talking to people who were just like that is one of the worst penalties I've seen. Yeah, um, 3-2, 3-2 win over Millwall where we were terrible first half and really good in the second half. Yeah, we just... So that's probably the next time we actually played well, but then we got beat 1-0 at home by Wigan and 2-0 away at Forest. And the 2-0 away at Forest was the worst performance of the season. Yeah, and I just... Sky Sky have done kind of a, a highlights package that's it's about three or four minutes long, and that's one of the key things I remember from that is, is Forest's second goal where... It's. I think it's a. You know, I think it's from one of our corners. It gets cleared, and it comes to Jack Harrison, and he is in about ten minds as to what to do, and he just ends up falling over, and and they kind of break and square it for the second goal that kind of finished the game off. But it's at the end of that one, isn't it? When kind of Luke Ayling's talking, you just they're going. They've not got it anymore. They've gone. Yeah, well, Luke Ayling had that interview after the game, didn't he, where it sounded like they were gone. But maybe that's what they needed, because the next game was Brentford game, and then after that, five wins without conceding. I mean, I know every team always, any team, even one that wins the league, always has a bad run. But ours was a really quite poor run. Yeah, it was, and it was kind of amazing for a run that badly when, when we kind of started at top of the table. For us to still finish it second. Well, that run of ten games, if you include the Cardiff game, was two wins and three draws in ten. Yeah. Uh, but I said the the turnaround was great. Like the last couple of performances, it was a really bad time for it to get shut down for us. Oh yeah, because we were playing really well. And again, everyone else's form. There was no, there was no one else who's kind of got more than two wins out of their last five games. Mm. You know, we we were head and shoulders better than everyone else into, you know, in terms of form at that point. Yeah. The um, obviously we've we've mentioned the Cardiff side. Cardiff, where how far are they off the playoffs? See, they're only two points off, so they will still be well up for it. And not just because they hate us. But that they are they are one of the teams with something really to play for. Mm. Um They just uh They're a I mean God, they're just a side I've always hated as well. It is, it is since that FA Cup game for me, because up until that point we'd we'd never played them. And mm. then kind of the FA Cup game in uh, was it two thousand and two. Um, where again everything everything fell apart mm. but in a slightly more spectacular way than things fell apart for us this season that was more a, a two year down, downward trend to, towards relegation yeah so, the, the thing is uh, early, before this all before we had all this break I had decided I wasn't really watching the you know if Fulham were on telly or West Brom I wasn't watching it yeah. I was just going, no, no, I don't need to. I'll watch somewhere else and just see what the result is. But uh, at half 12 on Saturday, I'm definitely going to be watching Fulham and Brentford. And then at three o'clock, I am definitely going to be watching West Brom and Burnham. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the thing that would steady my nerves more than anything else is if, if we can get, 
if we can get two wins from these first two games back, if we you know if we could beat Cardiff and then go on and beat Fulham after that, I, I, th- I think I feel fa- fairly confident then. I know if, uh, you know if Brentford get a result, it kind of puts them in the mix still, but. You know, it's a, it's a seven point gap we've got over Fulham in third. Yeah. So so at best we've got to just match them. I'm still, you know, even this close to it, and even as being top at this stage, I'm still not that bothered about winning the championship. It, you know, it'd be nice, but just get promoted. Yeah, that's that is all it comes down to, isn't it? Yeah. Like so long as. So long as we uh, go up, I I wouldn't really care if we won the league or not. Yeah, it, like it it it'd be a nice little bonus, but honestly, just to just just to just to get out of it now after all this time. Yeah, I don't want to be in the same division as Millwall anymore. Yeah, um, I am glad that the season's got back going as much as it gives us a chance to mess it up because I could. I've said before, I can live with it if we mess it up on the pitch. Yeah, it's 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 that thing of there, there will always be someone who says, oh, you didn't win it properly though, did you? Or which, you didn't go you didn't go up properly, did you?" Which that bit itself wouldn't bother me so much because I would like it annoys people. But it was the I was worried that the Premier League would find a way to go no no promotion relegation. Well, the bottom six teams tried. Mm. I mean, the the thing I found the funniest was when Aston Villa announced on Twitter that the the decision of the the is it the FA Women's Premier League that, that they've been announced as winners on points per game. Mm. That, that and and all the on all the fans, not just Leeds fans, but you know fans from various teams, just jumping on, going, "I thought you guys were against points per game model." Mm. And and the best response they had was, "Come on, please just let the let let the women have their day." But that's all they had. There was there was nothing else they could say after that. Well, we've seen Villa's uh, hypocrisy after how mad John Terry and wow, that's a bad sign. That's how tired I am. What's Aston Villa's manager's name? <laughs> it's just gone. I fucking <laughs> forgotten as well. Now I want to say Mark Warburton, but no, it's not Mark De- Warburton. Dean Smith. There we go. Are oh, they all blend into one? Yeah, Boyard Villa fan that they got from Brentford. Uh, but when they were going off at Leeds, you know, when when Mateus Click scored his perfectly legitimate goal to put us one up last season, mm. and we gave him the goal back, I didn't see him in any rush to give Sheffield United a goal yesterday. No, no. I mean, they've done it last season as well. Mm. There's, I mean, you know. Taking lessons in morality from from John Terry at any point at this stage is is an exercise in futility. But yeah, it, it's there's always going to be that with Villa. It's 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 why more than anything now I'd be so happy to see them get relegated. Yeah, I would like that. They're just they're just a very dislikable team right now. They are they're much more than that. They're fully hateable because they have the one of those teams that has that unique ability to be both like awful and boring at the same time. Yeah, like at least when teams are truly awful, they can be quite entertaining. 
Oh yeah, like in our in our downfall, there's there's some excellent stories in there, if nothing else. Um, you know whether it's the stuff like the you know the stories like the fish tank and that coming out and and Seth Johnson's uh, wage negotiations, or the League Two, or sorry the uh, the relegation to League One when we start. <laughs> We started a championship game with uh, Tresor Candle up front. Mm. You know, like you knew it was bad then. Yeah, I just I'm just worried that uh, Villa are going to stay up by one point, and it's going to be that one from you know a game that they basically lost one nil. This was, I mean, the the thing that I didn't understand going th- from this, and and I know they made a statement, but. Surely VAR must at least highlight this to, to Michael Oliver, who was in who was in charge. Yeah, I said same on our Twitter. And at, best, and at best, say go to the screen and have a look at this. Yeah, I said that was the thing that I was saying on Twitter last night. All right, they're saying it's been nine thousand times, and this is the one time. There was that many bodies and the keeper was in such a position and all of that, they managed to just end up covering all the cameras. You know, that set that sets off the actual goal decision system. Mm. Massive fluke. Almost no chance of it happening, but it did. It's shit back and and I don't actually believe them because there's that rumour going round that it went off at half time. <laughs> you know, while Mike while Michael Oliver was in the dressing room at half time, his watch went off. And it was in a lot of places, including on Sky and everything. Uh, so I don't. But even if it is that, if I give them it and say, "All right, fair enough," why VAR can't just go? Well, we've just seen it; it's a goal. Yeah, I say there is a, there is definitely an angle you look at where the keeper is. It's uh, Nylon and goal, isn't it? Yeah. Who's who's fully behind the line? He's holding the ball against the back of the post. Yeah, and he was, and he's moved forward into that position. <laughs> like, yeah, he's tried to. It's almost as if he's tried to put, like, push the ball back out of the net, and, and he's missed. just gone into, he's gone <laughs> into the post instead. Well, he's stuck there like a landed carp. Mm. Um. So yeah, it was nice that we had that nice long break from football and. And yet we can start talking about technology again. As like I said, the one person who who really has any who has every right to speak out about this is Chris is Chris Wilder, and whatever he says, you've just got to agree with him. Yeah, it might be a bit annoying sometimes, Wilder, but he is a good manager and he is quite good for a quote. I mean, because the sad thing is, as well as with that with that going in, is what you know. They're, they're battling for a Champions League place. Which is hard to believe, but it's true. I mean, they're sixth now, they're four points behind Chelsea. Yeah. So they would be two points behind Chelsea. And not... Man City might not be in it. Exactly. Which so you might only need top five. To yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that could prove quite costly at the end of the season. Although, just go with the rule now. Just turn off Hawkeye for the rest of the season. That makes it yeah, fair. It's only fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we were talking about Leeds v Cardiff. Yeah, it's weird. It's because there isn't a great deal to say about the game itself. Yeah, I mean, kind of the other news that, that, that's already been out for a little while is, is uh, 
August now won't be available and looks like it, it's possibly his season done. Yeah, although uh, Phil Hay has said today, because uh, Bielsa said it in his press conference, um, he is back uh, doing like individual work and stuff already. Oh, that's good. I mean, and they've said he said like Hernandez will be back in full training on Wednesday, and in theory should be okay for Fulham game. Uh, they've also said that Forshaw has completed his recovery process, but that doesn't mean fit to play. Yeah, that'll be the the rehabilitation stage, but yeah. then it's then it's kind of a case of trying to get him up to match fit, match sharpness, which maybe appears on the bench. That's, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if we see him this season. By the way, do were there any rule changes for us? Obviously, there's 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 now you can make seven substitutions. Uh, sorry, five substitutions in the Premier League. Uh, I am fairly sure that is true for the Championship as well. Okay, uh, and we uh, we can have nine subs. Oh, okay. It was, nine subs was, and five can come on. It was it was very funny seeing the the substitutes been socially distanced in in the crowd in certain areas uh, yesterday as well. Um, which must made the game slightly more boring, but when you just dotted around the ground. I do quite like the idea of just spreading them out so they could kind of cover them and then you can just send one on at any point. But um, yeah, I mean, it was very, it was very interesting. Yes, it was, yes, it was kind of my first time watching one of the live games. Uh, so hearing Sky kind of pump in noise through for for the TV. Um, I think it kind of helped, but obviously whenever you look up, the, the it's still, uh, yeah, it's obviously still very noticeable. But I do think, yeah. I do think for the most point, the the pace, at least with the the Villa Sheffield United game, it was played at a quicker tempo than than kind of what I was expecting it to go at. Um, but I'm kind of basing it still off the England Croatia game a couple of years, was that uh, 2018 when we played the behind closed doors game there. Yeah, was where that- it was really painfully slow. Yeah, that was at a snail's pace, that game. Um, yeah, the uh, the fake crowd noise isn't great, but it depends how well it's done. It depends who's operating it. Yeah, and, and it's it's been quite interesting seeing all, you know everyone's different ideas. Man City have kind of got those two LED boards behind the goals with about 16 fans on as well. And Yeah, I think that looks a bit shit. It's, <laughs> it's an odd one, because I think you've either got to go all or nothing on it. Um, you know, Aston Villa kind of have gone with uh, just covering the seats with with the sponsors. Um, obviously, we're go we're going with the crowdies. Yeah, speaking of, have you uploaded yours? I have, yes. Because we, uh, yeah, we took option two on the season ticket. Because yes, I, I, I mean, you know, do whatever you want. It's your money, by all means, take your refund. But because our season tickets are only three hundred and fifty quid. It's worth taking option two. If your season ticket's seven hundred, I'd, I'd probably take the refund. Yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't a bad deal. You you get your crowdy, you get the obviously you get kind of a free link to to all, all the games on LUTV now, is it? To, the, which I think those will probably come in handy for the games one where where I think will be on the red button. I'd I'd probably watch the LUTV ones instead, just because I think you're more likely to get replays out of that than kind of the red button coverage. Have you registered your LUTV thing yet? Uh, yes. Right, cool. Yeah, um, 
and obviously you get a 50 quid voucher as well so it's a one of the adidas shirts yeah so which I still can't wait uh, for. What What was your thought on? There's kind of one or two shirts that have done the done the rounds already, but uh, I think the main one that's kind of caught traction was the the navy and slightly less navy striped shirt that, yeah, that came out. That's the only one that I haven't seen like completely debunked as a leak. The I mean the reason I don't think that's one is just because it's got the old badge on it, which I can't see them switching back to it after all this time i think they'll stick to the the current the design for this season could be wrong but yeah i am really i mean i'm not that bothered about shirts so i didn't really think about it too much i didn't i want mad keen on that shirt but it's fine i did see another one floating about but it was that's just boca juniors shirt with a leeds badge on it oh mine that for an away kit no it wasn't that one it was the other boca shirt it wasn't uh, the good one. Oh, okay um yeah it's it's i mean i always find it funny people like the the concept of these people who go to the effort to design these shirts to say oh this is going to be the new shirt like okay you need a hobby mate that's that's like i don't understand it like i I, i'm all for the i'm all for people who are just like um you know the, the guys who kind of come up with con- essentially concept kits who are like, "I'm a graphic designer. This is what I would like a shirt to look like." You know, so I think there's some merit to that. At least you're showing off a skill. I think if you just like, "Oh, this is the leaked kit," definitely. My brother's mate who works at who works at Adidas. He's seen it. He took a picture. Yeah. This is it. I'm uh, just just even talking about football has actually made me nervous again already, <laughs> which is a which is a bad sign because it's only Thursday. It's it's been quite interesting because obviously now we're kind of starting to see a few more things open up. Now we've we've had Royal Ascot started. Uh, was that yesterday or day before? Uh, day before, I think. But uh, I. Can't, I you know, I know that I work for a bookies, but I don't do anything with horse racing. So. Yeah. Um, then you've got, uh, the, you know, I think in America, they're still trying to figure out a few things. You've still got a little while yet until the NFL was going to start up anyway. But they are talking about um, doing a a tournament in the MLS for the restarts. Yeah, the f- 54 matches total where everyone's quarantined together. Yes, which it also, I believe, let me see if I can find it now, uh, because it seemed to, oh, there it is. It has the worst name for a tournament. MLS is back tournament. Mm. We could yeah, have been great. more creative. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Obviously, La Liga made its return last weekend. The Bundesliga had been back for a couple of weeks before that. Um. So yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, there's there's definitely if you sat down and, and spoke about this purely rationally, uh, you know, should sports be going ahead at this point? At least in this country, probably not. But do I think it's a good thing? Yeah, it's but, it's one of them where I think that now it's fair enough to have it back because now. If you work in a non-essential shop, you have to go to work. 
Yeah. You know, the general populace now is back at work and there is a risk involved. So I think it's fair enough that football is back and there is a risk involved. If they'd, have, if they'd have rushed football back while everyone was still in full lockdown, I'd have thought this, you know, I know that they make all the money in the world and all that stuff at the top level, but it's still not right. You mean if we'd have pulled the Florida? Yeah, Florida and just said, nah, fuck it, carry on. This seems reasonable. Uh, um, yeah, and it's, and it's good. And I think one of the good things is that there has been some sensibility in this you know it's it's quite it'll be quite nice to see live premier league football on the bbc for the first time uh there'll be a load of games on freeview on on pick uh there's the amazon prime games as well so it's going to be uh, like literally every game's been broadcast from from the premier league there's gonna be plenty of the championship games been shown the league uh league is it the league two playoff start tonight as well yeah there's one of them going on right now yeah I'm loving it's, it. It's uh, Col- Colchester and Exeter now. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, the, se- the second game's at quarter to eight and I will probably watch, well, I almost certainly will watch that once we're done. Uh, Colchester and Exeter is nil-nil on the verge of halftime. Um, you've, they've settled on the National League, which sees Harrogate go into a playoff semi-final. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barrow promoted for the first time in was it forty eight years or or something yeah, like that. And they never actually got and they didn't get relegated, did they? They got voted out. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. That's how Talkie hung on for a while. Mm. It's just like, nah, no one else is ready to come up and take your spot. Um but yeah, it, it would be I mean, it'd be great after the last couple of years that Harrogate Town have had to you know, for them to have a, a real shot at, at promotion. Mm. Um, and equally I've got a friend a guy I used to coach with who who's a youth coach at Notts County and again it, a club with their sort of history it would be quite nice to see them back in the football league as well so um, you know it's it's nice that th- these things are at least coming to some level of conclusion and it what they didn't just draw a line under it and especially with the National League where it, it looked like at one point it was just going to be kind of fully written off yeah, because I, I can't even remember the name of the team, but like there are some really bad examples. Like way down, there's I think it's a team in Jersey, they're at like tier, they're at like step nine or something. Yeah. And when it got called off, they'd played 28 games and they'd won all 28 and they'd already got promoted. And that was null and void. Yeah. And things like that. But, you know, we, we've got League Two tonight, we've got a couple of Premier League games tomorrow, and then there's games all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Probably be sick of football by the end of the week. I know our last will be, that's for certain. <laughs> well, yeah, bless her. She's in my she's in the same employment boat as me, as in not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't have a job, oh god, and all the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If only you could take her out on a nice evening. No, I can. So. I can. We can go walk around in the oh pissing down rain as it. <laughs> <laughs> I can sneak a couple of tinnies out in my pocket. Good. Go drink on the old railway lines like a truly classy thirty-year-old would. Uh, so yeah, different times in there, really. <laughs> uh, so, um, as if it's not 
really a great deal to say about this that hasn't already been said. So we'll just get on to the game itself, Kat. Well, actually, uh, I'm just trying to think, is it worth doing? For for the predictions things, which I don't have the scores for at the minute, uh, I'll have mentioned them on the last one. Well, the last one that wasn't during lockdown. By the way, at the, at the start, you know, on our preseason predictions, I'm pretty sure I get the I get the payout for predicting a, a three month layoff. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure I made that prediction. Yeah, I'm sure you mu- you must have said that. <laughs> I mean, who didn't predict it? Uh, but no, I was just going to say, um, just because they're the two that are most relevant to us. Uh, have you got a prediction for Fulham Brentford? Ooh. Which you know, is Saturday at 12.30. Because I've not seen a picture of him, in my head, Mitrovic has completely ballooned up and is Everyone's completely immobile. That. Everyone's it, saying that. He just looks the type, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, that picture of Wayne Rooney when I think Derby had that first training session at, at Pride Park where he's, he's clearly put a little bit of timber on. Um yeah, so that that's that was my hope with Mitrovic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the score. I think I think we probably won, and I'm gonna go with a one-one draw. Uh, I'm gonna say because Brentford have looked all right in a couple of friendlies. I'm gonna say Brentford win that two-one. Yeah, and West Brom Birmingham. How many all goes out? It all goes out the window in a local derby when you've not played a game for three months. Fans um, will be really up for this one. <laughs> um, I mean, Birmingham are down there, they're struggling. Pep's off at the end of the season. Um, yeah, it sounds like a. Haven't they been talking to Nigel Clough? Yeah. It's, um, I, I can't see anything other than a West Brom win from that one, to be honest. I'd, I'm just looking at let's, how far off now Birmingham are far enough away after playoffs. I think they'll, they'll be fine, but it doesn't. I don't think it's going to be a good end to the season for them. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with a. I'll go with a. I'll go with a two-one win for West Brom. Uh, I'm going to go two-nil West Brom, but I'll tell you for certain what I will be doing on Saturday. Uh, I'm not sure what is in my betting accounts because I haven't used them during all of this. Uh, But depending on how much is in, 10, 15, 20 quid, double, Brentford, West Brom. Not Brentford and West Brom, Fulham and West Brom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fulham and West Brom is a double. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) win. Yeah. I mean, we'll get on to this again in a sec. The only other really interesting thing is... Because have, have the charges against Derby and Chef Wednesday has all been said yet? No. Because as, as Chef Wednesday are only nine points above the relegation zone. Yeah. And Derby are only 12. Because they dropped... I think they've said there's going to be no sanctioning against Birmingham this season, didn't they? Yeah. Which, that's, that's it. So that one seemed to get dropped. Um, but yeah, that it's it's a tough one. I don't know if it's one of those things. It's it's kind of like when the the QPR case when they got promoted. It's one of those that 
they probably should have taken the time during all this to kind of decide, well, we need to put the options forward. And, and I think realistically, you either need to give, I, I'd, I'd almost say give them the option of you can either take the punishment now or you can start with a, a point deduction at the start of next season. Pick yeah. your poison. Well, they're always going to take next season because if we get one now, it might send them down. Yeah. But the uh, as the relegation battle, you know, it's pretty like Barnsley for on bottom thirty four points, Luton thirty five, Charlton thirty nine, and then Hull, Wigan, and Borough all forty one, and Huddersfield and Stoke forty two. So there's only three points between Stoke in seventeenth and relegation zone. And you know what? For how they've behaved through this whole thing, I really want Barnsley to do it and escape relegation now. I'd love, I'd love Barnsley to get out of it. Like, I'm, I'm certain that one of those three will stay up. One of Charlton, Luton and Barnsley. Yeah. Because Hull, I'm sure, are going to drop into one of those spots. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, it's, a, it's a blow for Charlton because obviously Lyle Taylor's basically ruled him out, ruled himself out for the rest of the season and kind of... Yeah. Which, which, is, which is understandable. And, and uh, Yeah, I don't like it because obviously you never want to see that. But Lyle Taylor has spent you know, most of his time in the lower leagues. He, he's by no means, he's probably by no means set for life and he's 30 years old. This next yeah. one, this next one is his contract. This is the one. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I think he'll get himself a decent championship club. He's, he's kind of shown he has, he has some pedigree. At it, so. I think, I think he's also been linked with Rangers as well. Again, it'd be a great move. Yeah, he'd do well up there. So, yeah, it's, it, that that's a tough blow for Charlton, but again, I th- I th- and I think because um, it's interesting now. I know Lee Bowie has been linked with the Birmingham job, and I don't know if that's just a case of people putting, uh, you know, the situation at Charlton with he is a former Birmingham player together and saying, well, he knows the club, <laughs> as as the saying goes these days, but. Um, so yeah, it'll be you know, out of those three in the out of those in the bottom three, Charlton are kind of looking like they they might have a struggle with the rest of the season. Because mm. uh, Ryan Fraser's done the same at Bournemouth, hasn't he? Yeah, it's it's one of those, it's just the odd time that we're in at the moment of of players that are kind of out of contracts that I think are clearly aware that they're going out, they're heading out the door. Then they, then yeah, you can understand why they want to protect themselves. Yeah, the only Leeds one in that situation is Berardi, but it's pretty much been confirmed that he is either signing a short-term extension or a year plus the short-term. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like, basically, if Leeds go up, he'll stay, and if Leeds don't, he might go back home. Just yeah, and, none, and, and we've said before, none of us really have any uh, any issue with him choosing to go back I don't think you know I, it sounds like he his aim is to you know once he's retired is is going to be to move back to Italy anyway I don't think he's going to be one of those that, that settles here no so yeah he's he's been a great servant to us and bear in mind it's you know it's between Berardi and Cooper for the longest serving players at this point yeah so you know if he if if he wants to go back and, and kind of get some regular football fair and, and kind of settle down, fair play to him. If he wants to have a crack at the Premier League, 
and even just you know even just to be around the squad and kind of make appearances here and there I think we're all happy to have him he seems to be a great player to have in the dressing room we all love him to bits I'm, I'm wearing the uh, the Gitano Fight Club t-shirt right now mm-hmm. um, so a fair play to and it's, it's great to see that he you know he will be I think he will be loved and respected either way yeah so Cardiff City v Leeds United 12 o'clock Sunday uh, so we said what we reckon the team is going to be uh, if we are having nine subs uh, which I'm assuming has been ratified throughout like throughout the leagues yeah because so. it'd, it'd be weird if it hadn't been yeah that's the championship no one gives oh, no one cares about the football league so it'll be <laughs> It'll be one of those things where we don't even get. We don't even get. Uh, I've just, breaks. I, I've just had a look in that league in the League Two playoffs tonight. They've got nine subs on the bench, so oh, okay, it must have been. Uh, but it could push an extra couple on. Like, I don't know who's fit. Like, is is my boy Bogut's fit? You know, it depends who who is fit. Who are going to claim those extra places on the bench? Yeah, I'm just trying to think who would who would be on there. Um, who who was making the bench towards the end? Let's see if we can find the. Uh... Yeah, well, obviously there'll be. Will it be? Will Capriel take the subkeeper spot? Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. I'm just finding the match details now. Just so. Because I've now literally just forgotten everyone. Yeah, it's hard to remember exactly which one was picked last time because it's been so, so long. The the bench from the from the Huddersfield game was Douglas, Alioski, Roberts, Capriel, uh, Strike, Shackleton, and Oliver Casey. Who he Casey's been on the bench for probably about the last ten matches or so. He's been on the bench a few times this season now, hasn't he? Since, especially since Robbie Gotts got injured. Yeah. So, like, you could easily see all of them being... Obviously, Roberts will move into the team. Mm. But, uh, you know, Berardi will probably be on the bench instead of playing because yeah. we'll have Phillips. Uh, who should play regularly for the under-23s? Well, the under-23s haven't played, have they? Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll probably be similar, but maybe because you've got, like, Casey Stroik, Amberardi and Shackleton, you've probably got enough defensively. Yeah. So it'll probably be more attacking, like someone like a... A Bogus or it depends who they or McCalmont maybe. Yeah, McCalmont, McCarran. Uh Pervader. Oh yeah, Yan Carla. Yeah. 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 But we'll, at least we, we will see. Bobby Camwa. Um, you can tell you can tell I'm now just looking at the under twenty three. By the way, in all players. in all seriousness, from, from the little bits of training video I saw, no one can is probably got a chance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go for... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you've no idea how much I'm... Even more than the Leeds game, I'm just thinking, God, if 
if Fulham and West Brom could both get beat on that Saturday, I'd feel so much better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Leeds winning this 2-0. Um, I'm going to put. I'm going to use the Rob Shaw. I'm going to go 3-1 win. Cool. Right, well, uh, we will, now that it's all done via Skype and we don't need to make as much time, we will be back for another one probably shortly after the game. Yes. Not shortly as in hours, because I am working that day, but, <laughs> you know, in the, in the next couple of days. Yeah, football's back. Mm. And, w- and we're delighted and terrified. Yeah, delighted and terrified is probably a good way to sum it up. <laughs> I am just very quickly scanning my work emails to see if I have been sent a vote yet for next week or tomorrow, or, or tomorrow and I haven't. So uh, that'll do us for episode 70 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, it's felt weird actually having football to talk about, but a good kind of weird. Uh, have we anything? Have you got anything that you need to else that needs to be said, Casey? Uh, Casey needs a job, or would like someone to sponsor the podcast to provide him food? Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that'd be useful. <laughs> uh, if you do want to slightly help, you can read the stuff that we put up. I say we, Casey hasn't written out in ages because he's lazy. Uh, on Through It All Together, which is on Twitter at THRU, it's all LUFC. Uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod, but if you're listening to this, you probably know that in any way. Uh, and I think that that will do us. So I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.